Today on the Internet Computer Weekly, I'm joined by longtime community member Jordan Last, who's building an implementation of the GraphQL database on the Internet Computer called Pseudograph. So, Jordan, what brought you to the Internet Computer and why have you chosen to implement a GraphQL database on it? Okay, so I just I love technology. Ever since I was a kid, just the way things worked, you know, machines and buildings and everything, it just fascinated me. And I grew up in the 90s, and that's, you know, when the web, the internet was really hitting its stride as it brought probably its greatest application so far, which has been, you know, the web itself. As I was, like, you know, coming into my home and into my school, it just blew my mind, all the things you could do, that you could chat with someone and you didn't even know. Who knows where they were in the world? I could chat with the voice actor for Dragon Ball Z. He had like a chat room, and I was, uh, I was just blown away. So, <laughs> always loved it, and uh, you know, grew up as everyone does. You know, and the technologies of the day start, you know, becoming more and more a part of our lives. And it came time to go to college or go to university. And to me, it just seemed obvious I'm going to do something with computers. So I started off in computer engineering, very quickly switched just pure computer science. And, you know, that's where I've really got to dive deep into the internet and the protocols, how these things work, how TCP and IP work. And I, I actually also got involved in my first startup. Um, I've always been entrepreneurial at heart. And, you know, it really was impressed upon my mind how valuable decentralization, how valuable permissionlessness, how valuable open source, all these things, how valuable they are to the world. And I've just, I think it's obvious, but I think some people deny it. But these technologies and these concepts have brought unprecedented prosperity to many people and many nations across the world. And it's just beautiful, it's, it's fantastic, it's absolutely fascinating. And towards the end of my degree, uh, for some reason, I was so focused on like JavaScript and the web, which is cool, you know, but for, for most of my degree, I missed out on Bitcoin and Ethereum. I didn't even know they existed. Ethereum didn't exist for a good chunk of my degree, but towards the end it did. And uh, I finally, you know, I finally decided, well, you know, I need to find out what this Bitcoin thing is. Downloaded as I do to learn things. Just downloaded tons of uh, podcasts. Bitcoin, in my opinion, inevitably leads to Ethereum. You know, you at least have to hear about Ethereum with Bitcoin, unless the Maxis are really trying to hide it from you, right? But um, that brought me to Ethereum. That Ethereum brought me to IPFS and just all these new protocols that, in my opinion, are so far in you know the progression of mankind. These are the ultimate decentralized protocols and the ultimate decentralized computers. And really, Ethereum and its ilk provide capabilities we have never been, like just things that were impossible to do before. The internet is amazing, but it's only one piece. It's only communication of data. That's it. And it does a really good job at decentralizing that. But you need more to create a holistic you know, web scale, as Dominic Williams likes to say, application. You need computation 
in a decentralized manner and you need storage in a decentralized manner if you really want you know to inherit the open source permissionless decentralized properties that have made the internet and the web great and you know the web is still centralized in many ways but there is a core foundational piece that is decentralized and permissionless which has allowed it to you know promulgate throughout the entire world and so you know uh i'd say a few months after i was really diving into ethereum for the first time i don't know how i found it but i was like i think i was i was in my you know dorm room my college house i think i was even in bed on my phone searching for stuff i think i was sitting up maybe i sat up in like awe of what i found but i remember seeing definity like on my phone and just reading you know the explanatory material and it was the vision that captured me right just the idea that we could actually decentralize computation and actually decentralize storage and weave those things together seamlessly on top of you know the internet protocols that already provide uh, communication you know this really seemed like you know this is what we're going for we want we want tcp ip but a whole computer we want an actual infinitely scalable virtual machine and so i started diving into the internet computer everything i could find pretty much the only thing you could find was podcasts that dominic had done probably uh, a few with you um, in fact i think a lot of the early material is is a majority is probably with you and him talking i listened to everything and i've i think i've listened to some of them multiple times because the way dominic talks about it it just it just really i don't know it jives with me like his vision for what he wants to achieve in my opinion is just goes beyond any other blockchain projects practical vision you know ethereum wants to be a world computer but i i just don't see it aiming for infinite scalability they're capping themselves at 64 shards at least for now as far as i know i, I think they'll be able to increase it in the future but you know definity internet computer is trying to go for infinite sharding right off the gate essentially as much as the network can handle just shove hardware in you get more capacity no other network can do that and there are some trade-offs but yeah i guess in a nutshell that wasn't that short but um that is what has captured me just this <laughs> vision is amazing so why does it need a graphql database oh yeah so besides all these decentralized computers graphql itself even on centralized infrastructure such as you know aws or microsoft's azure um graphql just makes your life as a developer much 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 simpler assuming you don't have to actually implement the graphql api yourself if you're handed a graphql api it's beautiful you can make a web app you can make a mobile app you can you know on a server you can communicate with another server all with a very very simple query language called graphql it's very simple to sql which is a very popular relational database language but it's even simpler to use um it's even more declarative and and flexible in certain ways obviously there are trade offs but i really think they've hit a sweet spot and so you know for the past 5ish years uh, i've been implementing graphql on various projects and it's just amazing the, but there's a problem with it you have to implement the they call them resolvers like essentially the back end of the graphql queries you still have to figure out how to hook graphql into 
you know, a database or a file system or whatever storage mechanism that you're using. And that can actually be a significant effort. And there have been many projects that have popped up to try to fix this. Prisma being one of them, Hasura, PostgraphFile, another one called GraphBack. And yeah, there's just significant effort with it. And, and on centralized infrastructure, you just always run into these bottlenecks and difficulties with trying to get Postgres or whatever database you're using to work right. And I don't know, it just, it always falls short and has certain limitations. So with the internet computer and GraphQL combined, I see an opportunity to create the ultimate GraphQL database, essentially, where all you have to do is define a GraphQL schema. They have a, a very simple language uh, called GraphQL SDL, schema definition language. And it's very simple. You just you know describe the types of your system, basically like describing tables in a way. You know, just say I have users. Users have IDs and usernames and emails and passwords. Users have blog posts. Blog posts have titles and created at dates and published at dates and bodies. And you can describe the relations between them very easily using that language. And what Pseudograph will do is it will take that schema and simply generate all of the internet computer data structures that you need under the hood so that you don't have to do it yourself. And I personally think it's going to be, if not the simplest way to develop on the internet computer, one of the simplest. It'll be, it'll be up there. So this is really a, um, and this dovetails into every single discussion that I wind up having with people about the internet computer today. This is really another piece of developer infrastructure that we're building in advance of consumer-facing product. Yep. By developers for developers, I guess. Something that Dominic and, and the, I don't know, Foundation have been really pushing is that, you know, you, you don't need databases, at least traditional databases. You can just, they call it orthogonal persistence. You can just create data structures, you know, hash maps, arrays, the very basic things that, that all developers deal with. You can just make them and they'll, they'll persist, which is true. And that's very nice and it's very simple. But, you know, with that simplicity comes some trade-offs. You actually, there's a certain, you know, non-trivial querying that's just not possible. If I want to grab all users where their emails contain, you know, gmail.com, that very simple query is a little bit difficult to do with raw data structures. You actually have to build in that uh, searching functionality. And as far as I know, you know, Definity itself hasn't provided these basic filtering capabilities that we'll need. So, you know, something like pseudograph is necessary. Otherwise, everybody's going to be re-implementing the same things. And so we really need to just gather this all together into a library or a handful of libraries. And pseudograph is, is one approach for that, which focuses around GraphQL. And is pseudograph something that you came up with is it something you had always planned to build or does it respond to uh, the requests of the community or um, fellow developers? I have been planning pseudographs since at least 2018. I actually came to the Definity office in 2018 and met you. And I was talking about this project. <laughs> oh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't named it pseudograph yet, but I, I had this GraphQL idea. And I had actually gone to the Ethereum Foundation, I think in 2018, to try to get a grant to build it on, on Ethereum. But um, I think it's obvious now why that would not have worked. <laughs> Every other community has something like this, like Postgres, 
very popular open source database has this. People are trying, I think they've tried to build it for MongoDB and, and other platforms. So in a way it's not, it's not super novel, but I think the internet computer hopefully is uniquely positioned to just make one of the simplest GraphQL experiences. This is fascinating. And I've never really, um, being a non-technical person myself, I've never known about the challenges that people would have creating uh, these different data types or these data schema and how helpful it would be to have something that could do that automatically. So I guess you've left me with more reading to do. Do you have a website up or anything like that? Or is this too early to um, go public on? Nope, it's open source. Uh, GitHub.com slash pseudograph will take you to the organization. And there's a repo called pseudograph. I'm about to release uh, version 0.2.0, which will be an official release, but uh, there's there are beta versions out there. And anyone can just DM me on Twitter or Telegram at lastmjs, and I'm happy to you know just chat there, or we can do a video call. I've been doing multiple video calls with people just to get them set up. Uh, so yeah, just reach out. I just remembered that um, in 2017, I think we were talking about a way, just a way to include an Ethereum address in your podcast notes so that someone could automatically, essentially like a, a, a cut down Patreon for, uh, for podcasters. Oh yeah, um, that project was called PodCrypt. I thought of the idea in 2018, 2019 is when I kind of launched into the world on Ethereum. The recent, you know, DeFi summer and gas last year would have completely destroyed the project entirely if I hadn't stopped it already. But uh, I don't know if Ethereum was the right platform for that. I think the internet computer, you know, especially once we get, you know, more cryptocurrencies, DeFi slash stable coins, hopefully on the internet computer, I could imagine like an all encompassing podcasting solution potentially where all the audio files are hosted on the internet computer you know, donations, payments, everything is, you know, tracked and disseminated on the internet computer. NFTs, I don't want to get too much into it. I've kind of keeping this project a little secret because I might want to hit it in a, in a few months. But I think the internet computer could potentially provide a kind of wholesale solution to that. And I definitely plan on making my own podcast soon where everything, the audio files, the RSS feed itself, is actually hosted on the internet computer. And then, you know, I can just give that RSS feed out to all the syndicators like Apple Podcasts and the others, and they will be pulling the podcast on people's podcast players from the internet computer, unbeknownst to everyone until they hit play and I say, coming at you live from the internet computer. <laughs> again, thanks for joining me, Jordan. Uh, let's touch base again very shortly though for a discussion about the Definity community and maybe we can dive into something a little dicier and that would be complaints that developers have about the internet computer today. Sound good? Sounds excellent. Awesome. Chat soon. The Internet Computer Weekly has a sister newsletter featuring news, project updates, interesting tidbits and reading that come up over the course of the week. Together they are part of a larger effort at ecosystem building we are calling the Cycle DAO. Visit cycledao.xyz to subscribe and learn more. <laughs>